This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass. Get more info at thedifferenceisclear.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. try to lighten things up on Friday the best I can. I don't know and I can't guarantee if it will go that direction, but I got Mark Howard here and he's still all happy because he took like almost two weeks off or 10 days, 10 days on his off, trip back yeah. east. So you it, still got that, that, that glow. It was really refreshing. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah, you know, a lot of it, I was disconnected. I didn't bring a computer. I had my smartphone, but I didn't it's do great. much on it. Just, you know, cleared out mail and junk yeah which is a daily chore but otherwise it stacks up on you but uh yeah it was an incredible trip we rode from pittsburgh right downtown pittsburgh to steel town to dc yeah and we started we started calling it mordor the trip to mordor because we were <laughs> <laughs> this is 335 miles of bicycling and you go through just the most beautiful countryside they take an old railroad tracks turned them into trails okay for the gap trail Great Allegheny Passage Trail. And then the other half was the CNO Trail, the Cumberland and Ohio Canal Trail, where the mules used to pull barges. And it was a canal system where you'd go into a lock. They'd manually close the lock, raise the water. So they dug these canals back when, when we're talking mid to late 1800s? Um, I think they started actually early 1800s because okay. George Washington was advocating for them and helped got it started. So we're talking... Okay. From the Great Lakes, is that? It goes from D.C. Okay. And then it floats up to Cumberland, Maryland, and that's as far as they really got. It was supposed to go to Ohio and the Great Lakes. Okay, and then there's a sea connection somewhere, or how does that Yeah, well, at uh, at D.C., it hits the Potomac, which dumps into the ocean. So back then, you're bringing in cargo and this and that, and they're bringing it to... If you're talking early 1800s, really, it's like the West Coast, the frontier, basically. You're talking Ohio and... Yep. Pennsylvania and whatnot. What happened? The train? <laughs> this is exactly what happened. The train <laughs> and the canal were going at the same time. And the original budget for the canal was enormous. I bet this is way back then. It was tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. And the investors were like, no way, we got to make it less. So they made the canals narrower, mm. which we've, if we've learned anything about canals from the Panama Canal or any canals with you got to go as wide as you yeah, possibly can. Which they can didn't go. know back then, obviously, but so typically things get bigger, not smaller. You know, it's barging things up is a cheap way to do it, but they made them so narrow and they're competing with the railroad that's being put in at exactly the same time. And uh, eventually the railroad won out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The canals would have lasted longer had they gone wider. Okay. Um, it would have been a cheaper way to do it. And then you're, you're talking, yeah, by the 1850s, the railroad's starting to crank. And then by the yeah. Civil War and after, forget it's dominating. It. It's yeah. dominating. Yep. Um, so they never even got the canal all the way. All the way done. But it was yeah. used. I mean, they were using mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Day yeah. and night. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, it's still there. You can still see the. Oh, yeah. It's all still. Well, that's good because the way our country is pursuing our energy policy um, we might be needing to use all these canals here um, once again pretty soon. <laughs> you know, um, we might uh, be back to mules pulling things. We, we might be, yeah. All right, um, let's. I want to hit more on this. I want to uh, hear more about your trip and plus the experience of especially East Coast versus uh, West Coast and 
costs and things like that and see where it takes us. Uh, and if you got a comment, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, if you also got a comment maybe for Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management, maybe you're reviewing your portfolio as we rapidly get to the, believe it or not, the latter part of this year. And, you know, before you know it, you're doing new year planning, right? You oh. reminded me of something. Glenn Least has his uh, woke and non-woke woke. funds. I want him to come out, and Glenn, I hope you're listening to this. I want you to come up with a Nancy Pelosi fund. I want to know what she invests in so I can invest in it. Yeah, can we get the um, insider trading con- congressional fund? Yes. We get arrested for that one. You know, they can do it. But anyway, he does have the, uh, and WT Wealth Management came up with this uh, woke mitigation portfolio. Look, I, I don't tell you how to invest. I always tell you seek a financial planner, consultant, legal counsel, all that. Not me. Uh, you can call Glenn. You can call other people, see if Glenn's a good fit. But I, I do tell you, I, I have some couple bucks in the woke mitigation fund. It's it. not an endorsement of it or anything like that. I just thought it was really cool. Hopefully I don't, <laughs> I don't lose my, my woke money, you know, but uh, fun stuff there. But they've got a lot of other things that can analyze your portfolio, see if it's a good fit for you. Call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. 928-225-2474. Glenn Least, WT Wealth Management, 928-225-2474. Okay, so they got these canals, and then you start in a railroad. You're driving over the old uh, railroad ties, they pull them all. Uh, they pulled it all and then okay. just bedded it with gravel. So just gravel. Okay, so yeah. pretty. You're used to mountain biking, like uh, western terrain. Is this a pretty technically easy Very ride? easy, okay. very easy. Slow incline up to uh, Mayersdale. Or yeah. just beyond the what was that down. 635 foot elevation or something. Yeah. I mean, I Pennsylvania has some mountains in there. So some Pittsburgh hills. is a few hundred and yeah. we climbed up to about 2000. Yeah. yeah. Up to the, um, what East they call coast it. people would be huffing and puffing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the East, the East coast divide, the, um, Appalachian divide. Oh, okay. okay. So it's where the, and once you go up and over that, then you're going downhill towards DC. Okay. So you, you start off in Pittsburgh area. You, you wind up in DC. That takes 10 days yeah we did the actual ride we did about eight and a half okay and then um what can you take away from small town america i guess um because most of the crap you hear most of the stuff you see on tv and you know it's hollywood it's new york and then the 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 the, the wonderful politicians are dc centric yep but it's small town america that still keeps this country going but it's also the part that i think has been left behind and kind of forgot about it. Anyway, what was yes. your experience? Okay, so once you leave Pittsburgh, which is obviously a big town, you start mm-hmm. hitting really small towns. We're talking 900 people, 1,200 people. A big one might be 2,600 people, yeah. 2,000 people. Yeah. And, uh, and town after town, first of all, the people were so friendly, so fun to talk to, not grumps, just nice. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was a lot cheaper from the gasoline to the groceries to eating out. Hmm. Everything was like 30 years ago. It was ridiculous. That's interesting. I thought it. I thought it'd just be a lot everywhere, though. It's not. It's just not. You know, we paid so little for meals. Four of us would eat out appetizers, meals, sometimes dessert for under forty bucks total. Well, look where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, well quite frankly, I mean, you're coming from if Flagstaff. You no, know, the guys were all flag. Yeah, we're all Flagstaff. Well. Yep. The highest minimum wage in the country. One of the highest. One of them. One of the highest costs of living. The highest yep. cost of living in the state. So. Yeah, your perspective may be askew a bit. Yeah, these these small towns, and a lot of them would have one or maybe two restaurants. You know, maybe one uh, grocery store. A lot of Dollar Generals out there, and Family yeah, Dollars, which yeah, uh, you know, whatever on those. But <laughs> <laughs> just the neatest people, you know, and people that owned their own businesses. You know, restaurants that weren't franchises. They were, you know, we went to Gary's Chuck Wagon, 
<laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, all of us. I ate, bet it was good. Oh yeah, all of us ate for under forty bucks. You know, appetizer, dinner, and dessert. You know, just so much food just, for the group. We're not talking per no, person. Yeah, not per person. Yeah. When we got to DC, it was forty bucks a person oh, well, for yeah. lunch. Yeah, for the <laughs> same thing. Maybe not even as not good even as, as Gary's much. chuck yeah. wagon. And and just you know, like I'm like, you're Gary. He's like, yeah, I own this, and I own the sweet shop next door, and nice. You know. He, Having trouble hiring people. The small towns. It's you know, everywhere. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. Um, you know, went to a great pizza place, got they had homemade cinnamon rolls, big ones, to go. She's like, Yeah, I'll sell you two of them for like two bucks. I'm like, Are you wow. kidding me? Yeah. So, I, I, I love that too when we do our road trips and last year we did the East Coast one. Mm-hmm. And especially when you got around the Great Lakes area in Wisconsin, Minnesota, all that, the little bakeries and yes. dairies. That is something I miss from back East anywhere was, and you know, I, I would, I lived there till I was 14 in New York and New Jersey area Yep, was the little donut shops. And then there's the bagel shop and then there's everybody's kind of specialized. I don't know if it's, is it still that way in the small, in the small towns for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, we were talking about earlier in the week about how the federal government, the national parks are like credit card only. Yep. And a lot of restaurants in these towns are credit card only in these small towns, totally, cash only, cash only. <laughs> totally yeah. the opposite. Yeah. And I had brought some, Cash, I was like, I'm, I want to pay cash as much as possible on this trip. Hardly ever use a credit card except for when booking government stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's just so, such a good feeling. And then as we got into uh, D.C., even as we got close to D.C., you started running into the big city people. They just grouched. They're out on the trail and just, you know, talking on their cell phone and they're, they're, and just like, you guys. Why are you out here? Yeah. Why are you out here? It just started bringing me down. I was like, oh my God, I just had eight days of wonderful America, yep. small town America, happiness. And again, DC, it's just like, just grouchy. Uh, and- I see that out in the forest in Northern Arizona. I see some Phoenix people, not all of them, but some of them, they come out there and they've got, you know, the blaring the stereo through the forest. And <laughs> why are you here? Why? Just stay home if you want to do Yeah. That. It's just like, and they're all connected and yes. they're, they're all together, got the headsets talking to each other like they're gamers or something. And I'm like, what are you doing? Disconnect for, you know, for a day. I felt so good disconnected. Yeah. It, it really was It helps your brain. And not fighting traffic. You know, I didn't drive a car for 10 days. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I felt good. Just just relaxed. It's like, ah. Yeah. I think that if we could, as a society, do that more, mm-hmm. uh, we would be better off. It's I, I try to at least, uh, I wish I could say once a week, but once a month where I'm like, it's a Saturday or a Sunday and I'm like, it's gone. Yeah. It, the phone is gone. Um, and I think it's, I think we'd maybe solve some of our mental health issues in this country. Yes. If we weren't worried about, you know, the, your, your status update and how many people, how many of your fake friends have liked your, liked your, your comment. stupid comment or something. Or your right? meme. Yeah. yeah. I started doing that. And I, I haven't been keeping the habit up lately. I, that's my own fault, but just every Saturday, no computer. Just you do that on Saturday. Yeah. Try? yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, it's hard to break heroin addiction. It is. Because it's, like, it's equivalent in the mind, ooh, I, I just, think. I just want to research this new bike, or I just want to... Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're down the rabbit hole, and three hours later... You're just mush. Yes. Your brain is your just brain mush. Is mush. And your yeah. kids are like, Dad, are you going to come play? You're like... Arr. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like, yeah, the kids are like... And so then they start doing it. Right. So then they're sitting there doing it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, why aren't you paying attention? Why aren't you outside? Well... Yep. They're, they're imitating and mimicking what you're doing. That was the other thing in these small town restaurants. People talk to each other and like across tables. Like we were talking to strangers at other tables. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you come back to a big city and everybody's at the same table 
is looking at their smartphone, yeah. not even talking to each other. To the people they do know. know. Small town, you're shouting across the restaurant to the guy you never met. Yeah. And that's a good way to find out. That's one thing I do love about traveling. You can talk to him and where's the, where's the place to eat? Yeah. Where's this? Where's that? Most people know. Some people you get bad information from. It's kind of funny. (laughs) I don't know where that is. We went to a a great little spot in Myersdale, Pennsylvania, tiny little town. It's one, actually one of the bigger towns we're at, you know, still a few thousand people. And, uh, this gal was so happy. She was the cook at the restaurant and she had just bought the restaurant that day. Oh, wow. From her grandma. You know, it's been in the family for you know, three generations and they owned a maple syrup farm themselves where they actually like would boil down the syrup themselves. And she would make you gigantic pancakes and had a gallon bottle of real maple syrup and would pour out real maple syrup right in front of you hmm. for your pancakes. That, that just cheap. came with it. Yeah. And the pan- it was like three bucks. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, wow, are amazing. you kidding? How are you making pancakes for three bucks and give me real? Yeah. Maple not, syrup? not some corn, corn syrup, syrup you know, crap. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, I, my kids, they, we have got the real maple syrup for so many years. We never had that. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, I just thought that that's what syrup tastes like, <laughs> right? Was the, the, was it the Aunt Jemima one Aunt Jemima or whatever? Well, I think they've changed it. Yeah. Nice and, bottle and all yeah. this, but it's like, Ooh. And, and then you start getting the real stuff or real honey. Yep. Like there's a guy that's out down in Camp Verde. Uh, there's a gas station down there right there on 260. He's out there almost every day selling Verde Valley honey. Yeah. Right? And you get we get like the big jar. Get, it ain't cheap, honey. but it's not cheap at the big box store either. That And they say it's 100% honey. And if it's it locally grown, it actually can help you with your allergies. That's what things. they say. I haven't you know. seen anything, but I try. I, I'm like, give me a scoop of that. <laughs> Olivia downs that stuff like by the spoon. I'm oh, like, it, it's not cheap. <laughs> Slow down there. But it's cheaper than the health effects of junk food. That's true. Right. That's true. Would you rather pay a little more for good food and not go to the doctor, not end up in the hospital? It's, it's we'll an investment. See how, we'll see how it all pans out end. over time, I guess. <laughs> Might be the same, same yeah. result in the end. Yeah, the other thing I loved about, like that restaurant I was just talking about, was um, the lady had her niece working in there, and she was 12 years old. Mm. She's like, yeah, I've been working here in three years. Nice. Started when she was nine. She just runs around and, yeah. you know, you need more water fills. You need, Here's your order. You know, this this. 12-year-old kid working harder than any of the NEU college students yeah. that don't want jobs at all. I'm like, wow, this this 12-year-old in a small town. Well, how do we get back to that where they're following you around and doing things? Yeah. And, I mean, that would be great if we could do that more. And I've tried to do that with my kids. I know you're trying to do the same thing. It's like teach them project working, you know, working on the show, working on projects, yep. construction projects. and Teach them that just, work is fun. If, yeah, te- yeah. If you take your kid to work with you and you work side by side, they're excited to do it. Oh, right? they love it. That if makes their them, world. But if you tell them, go do that chore, and I'm not going to be with you, yeah. it's much less exciting yeah. for them. No, I still do that once in a while. Sure, say, I go. do too. <laughs> I, just, I just raked up the big pile of pine needles. You're bagging it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh, generally speaking, though, try to do it with them. And, and Teaching that work is pleasure. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Your comments, always welcome. Remember, uh, Timberline Firearms and Training, just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall is some of the best training out there. Uh, it's so important to first of all support a place that values the second amendment so much and uh, someone like rob and elise wilson who have the you know what the cojones to stand up and fight issues as well including rob's issue with um the city of flagstaff this first amendment issue and Mm -hmm. you heard from the goldwater institute here 
earlier in the week who has taken up this case uh, for Timberline. Look, they do stuff like that, so support them. You're buying firearms, you're buying ammunition, safes, uh, accessories, plus they've got their great shooting range. It's a little warmer than standing outside sometimes, especially getting into winter here before you know it. Five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall or call them to book one of these training courses now. They go really quick, especially with the holidays coming up. It's a great gift idea. 928-526-7900. That's 928-526-7900. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Mark Howitz here with us. I'm glad he's back. I enjoyed the pictures you sent me. I tried not to bug you because I'm like, okay, he's time off. Clearing yeah, his head. It was it was a great time off. And we uh, we said from the beginning of this ride that it's an, a ride for awareness. Awareness. Just awareness. Just general awareness. Just general awareness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did it work? Did the other guys follow suit too? Or were yeah, they... we're just joking about because the uh, kind of half joking because the country is asleep. You know, mm-hmm. spiritually, mentally. We're just asleep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's being called woke is not a woke at all. And that's true. That's true. They know an awful lot about that girl that keeps showing up at the football game. So, right. (laughs) Whatever her name is. Absolutely silly. Yeah. Um, Yes, this bike ride, it was amazing. We ended up, uh, we rode into DC, which is right where the the canal stopped right at the uh, Watergate Hotel. You know, for those of you who know what Watergate is, that's becoming. Yeah. Something this generation probably doesn't even know about, but true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something happened there with with Nixon and all that back in the day. Yeah, um, <laughs> back in the day. And the, the, the Democrats. Did you know one of the guys that uh, there. that broke in there actually lived here in Flagstaff uh, until he died? Really? Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. many people live in Flagstaff. They're like, really? Yeah, I met you him, talked to him. Sedona too. They kind of Sedona and Flagstaff. There's a lot of people that are living. They might be listening right now. Yep. And you're like, I know that person. Right. Yeah, it's amazing. I know that person. When you got to DC, what did you stop by any of our illustrious politicians and uh, talk to them? Did you did you get in on the speaker controversy and throw you in know, your two cents? I was going to go in there as the, as the no labels candidate to <laughs> to pitch myself for speaker, but right when we got to DC, they picked um, I forgot his name now. Um, yeah, the guy that we'll see if he's worth it. If he yeah, is yeah. It Mike? I can't remember. Can't remember his name. Can't but, remember. Um, I will at some point, but if he sticks around a week, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the debt we'll ceiling. So we uh, we or had that ceiling spending. We had lunch at the uh, Watergate Hotel. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's right there. And you spent forty dollars you know, a person. Forty dollars a person. Yeah, a big change <laughs> there. And then. Uh, we rode our bikes through the Capitol Mall, you know, starting kind of by the Vietnam, the Korean Memorial and the Jefferson, uh, Jefferson Monument. Rem- yeah, yeah. I've, they're remodeling something right there on the outside, so it's not. I've walked open. that several times. Um, it's a it's a long walk around the whole thing. You know, it you is. start it's off a big walk. Yeah, if you start off the mall at the um, Washington Monument, yep. for example, and then you go all the way around and you're. You've seen the Korean Memorial, the Vietnam Memorial, uh, JFK. There's one for Roosevelt there, uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. There's um, the, the, the um, Jefferson Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you know, you go over, and it's just like, it is, it is awesome to yeah. see that and run through the history 
of yep. our country at the same Actually, time. I think I said Jefferson. Lincoln Memorial is the one that Lincoln they're working Mo- on. I forgot Lincoln Memorial. Right is there, the one yeah. they're working on right now. So we you know, went yeah. from there all the way up to um, the Capitol. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't know this, but the Capitol is the tallest building in D.C. by law. So no building can be taller. The Washington Monument I thought it was the Washington shorter. Monument was shorter. Was, is it shorter? Yeah. Miller Capitol is on that hill, though. So yeah, that's why it's taller. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. In the city, in, in Washington, in the district... No building is like, every building is like, what, a few stories? Yeah, it can't be tall. The Capitol is actually pretty high because it's on a mound. And yeah, it's but the buildings are four or five stories at the most. Yeah, they're not too tall. Yeah, except for when you're looking over across the border, across the river and all that. And then all the then high they got size, yeah, buildings are over there. Over yeah. in Virginia. Yeah. But uh, right up to the Capitol. And the funny thing was they had all these three-foot tall fences all around it, but with openings. So you could kind of like work your way through the maze up to the Capitol steps. Did they take down that awful like chain link fence and yeah, all that? Yeah, they replaced from... it with these these low barriers, yeah, which yeah. weren't there last time yeah. I was there. Well, it wasn't that it, there was a time when the uh, uh, the White House was no fence, right? Yeah, yeah I think we just walk up right there around World War II or something like that, right? I so mean, we actually stayed. At, we're talking about you know pedaling along the canal, and along the canal they had all these locks to raise the boats, and they would have lock houses where the the guy would stay in there, and he would actually manually open and close the locks day and night whenever he needed to. And we stayed in Lock House 22, which is where uh, one of the presidents, uh, was it Cleveland? Grover? I think it was Grover Cleveland. I'll okay. have to look at my notes. Yeah. But he would go up there to fish uh-huh. and stay in this Lock House. He'd just walk out the White House probably just, at that yeah, time. Take a and mule and, and go up there. Mule, take the fishing pole and, hey, and go. Hey, Mr. President, as he's going. Or, hey, Grover. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and just go up there and fish. and. Yeah. <laughs> And so we stayed in that same house. And the funny thing is we all walked in and we all reached for the light switch. And we're like, no, this thing was built in 1834. There is no light switch and there's no running water. <laughs> so you just roll out sleeping bags or there's cots or there's something? There's cots in there. And, this uh, is something you just rent? You just what, yeah. you go online and... Yeah, you can rent it with your credit card through... With, the, not with cash, <laughs> with the, but with, with the credit card. Through the national, you know, through the federal government. Yeah. You know, and, Look, I, I lo- I'd love to get my kids back there again. It's just, I don't know if I, when I will... Um, I've, I've been to Washington DC several times, yeah. um, but it is, it is awesome to see at the Smithsonian, yep. um, go to the, um, you know, see the, the, the declaration, uh, of independence, um, see the, all that, you know, you can, you know, every time I've gone, I've the spent, archives, I'm thinking the building, I've only spent one day each time and really and it's never enough. Yeah. You need just one or two days. I mean, I mean, the Smithsonian alone, you could spend yeah, you could, a lot you of time. Spend. I mean, I hear that the Smithsonian, uh, at the airport is the real big one, which I've never been out to. They have oh, so much that's, no, me neither. that's out there at, um, at the airport that, that they have stored and, and the bigger oh, displays. Because when you go into the Smithsonian, uh, the, the, for the, I'm talking air and space, right. and you see like the, the right flyer and all the different things like that. It's really, it's, it's a pretty small building, but they supposedly have a, a much bigger one that I've just never got to. Oh. I'll, I'll get back to there at That's some good point. to know. That's a good Owen tip. would really like to see that. I think it's at, what is that, Dulles right there? It's either Dulles or Reagan. Yeah, well, I, and don't, I'm not your tour guide. I mean, I would look that up <laughs> because I, I think it's Dulles. Whichever one flies right into D.C. And I apologize. Yeah, they're both right there. Yeah, anyway. All right, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, love to hear from you. Send in your comments. If I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, I'd call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. Uh, you've heard so many people on the program that have done that and have been so happy with the outcome, which when you're selling a home, the outcome is hopefully you know getting a lot more money. A lot of real estate agents out there, and a lot of them are part-time. A lot of them don't have the enthusiasm or the passion that, that Kelly has. That's why I have her on this program so much, to give you market updates. Uh, give her a call. She'll 
get you know value estimate on your house, which you can also do without giving her a call if you want. Go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. Click on that valuation tab, and uh, you can get that instant valuation. Give her a call. Talk to her about what you want to do. Uh, there's a lot of people who, hey, I've moved out of town and get cash offers lately. That's been a weird thing that's happened a lot. That's not going to last forever. Eventually, the money runs out, right, Mark? You would think. You would think. Here's a number. Kelly brought us 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Mark Howitz here with me. Why not ending a week on Biden's dream house? Reminds me of, of Barbie House. It's in <laughs> bright pink. Um, this, I guess, all this they kind of took. Hey, what would a house cost if Biden has his way? And they've got the. Uh, what was that? The Green New, the Inflation Reduction Act basically became the Green New Deal. Um, yeah, so they want to do all kinds of climate, change, you know, climate action now. Yeah, um, and the cost of your house, we got an affordability. Yeah, imagine in some of the small towns you were hitting in Pennsylvania, you could still get the hundred and something thousand dollar home. In I very, bet you could get under a hundred. Yeah, very rural areas. Yeah. Um, I, I look at real estate prices throughout the country from time to time, uh, and I'm I'm shocked sometimes when I see. 10 acres somewhere in the country with like a 2000 square foot house. And it's like 300,000. Right. Which is probably a lot for, for a lot of people are like, wow, that's crazy. But we're just, we're, we're, we're living in a weird place in, in Northern Arizona where things have spiked so much, but no, they've increased, um, looking at that Barbie thing. I think I still haven't seen that Barbie movie. I haven't either. Really uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I, I do want to, I never watched South Park, but apparently they did an episode recently on, uh, the Disney disaster nice. and how this Kennedy girl who's in charge over there is just like, they do some time warp, like something weird happened and all the male characters came in and, and now everybody's female, you know, and, and it, because it, you know, they, they pushed back that, um, uh, is it the, which is the one with the sleeping snow white or something like that. And the prince comes and saves and kisses and you that's know, like or, all of them. Yeah. You know, anyway, but now it's like, they don't need a man. Oh, you know, right, it's that yeah. kind of thing. And it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, I mean, this, there's going to be a real problem here, especially Gen Zers, when like 45% are expected to not get married and have kids at some point. We might have a generation, a, a demographic cliff coming up because you do need a, a man in, in some way or form or fashion uh, to procreate. <laughs> in some form or fashion or quantity. <laughs> right? Anyway, not to divert uh, from, and, and then you want a Biden dream home, apparently, because that is American dream to have home ownership. I mean, a lot of yeah, people would love yeah. to have that. So this is, this graphic is, uh, <laughs> it looks like a Barbie house, but it's all the uh, things that Biden's yeah. and the, the Green New Deal and all the climate change activists are going to cost you to save you the know, planet. Save the planet. Yeah. And it gets really high. And <laughs> you know, I, I talked about this, I think, a little bit on the show previously, is the new energy standards are already here as a city of Flagstaff and as Coconino County and even Yavapai, they haven't adopted them yet. Yeah. 
when they do, it is going to raise the cost of building a house significantly. Thousands, yeah. Every couple of years, Many they have thousands. a new version of the international building codes. Yes. And that includes plumbing, electrical, everything. Yep. And every time, it increased the cost. To build a house. When did we get to a point where we say, we're good enough? Let's decrease the cost. Yeah, we're good. We don't <laughs> need to adopt this. We're, we're good for now. Yeah. You know, people aren't going to die of electrocution because you didn't adopt the new energy code. You know, things right, are okay. Yeah. The, the hot water heaters aren't blowing up. You don't need to add some other component. But check this out. So let's just kind of work around the house. Gas furnaces. Estimate uh, uh, increase of $494. Uh, new gas furnace efficiency standards will cost consumers an additional $494. Okay, so okay, furnace maybe. used to be about 2000 to put in. Now yeah. it's... <laughs> yep, I know. Yeah. Now it's a lot more. You know, yeah. Five, six, seven. Th- it can be a lot. Yeah. It can be a lot. And... You know, $500 extra, you're talking adding 10% to the Add cost. 10%, yeah. yeah. It wasn't that long ago that we were we were able to put little furnaces in like little apartments for 1500 to 2500 bucks. Yes. We're talking a few years ago. Yep. Hot water heaters. Uh, let's get to hot water heaters. They're predicting new energy standards would force families to purchase models that are $2,800 more. $2,800 so more just, expensive. Just a few years ago, I was paying $800 for a hot water heater. Yeah, I, I was, I remember when we were in a 500 installed. range. Installed. Yeah, we were, it wasn't that long ago, Mark, I was yeah. paying 500 bucks to slap a new heater and they come in an hour, they slap out the old one, now it's a permit. Now, oh, you don't have the right outside air. Oh, you don't have an expansion tank. And then you get the feds involved, $2,800 more expensive for a new hot, hot water heater. Yes. And here's the other thing is there, with these appliances, they're pushing it to move away from gas to electric, Yeah, which then you pay electric cost two to three times more than gas to heat that water it's not a good way it's not unless you absolutely have to because you're in an area that no even then you can get propane yeah then you get propane yeah. which is still cheaper than electricity yeah because you're you're burning fossil fuels or nuclear or whatever to create the electricity, the electricity yeah, yeah to replace the fossil fuel like yeah. i think the city folks are confused as to where things actually come from and the sad reality is we have so much natural gas propane uh, mm-hmm. domestically here. Yes, natural uh, gas, enormous amounts. Europe had some problems with the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. It died down quicker than I thought it would because Russia exports so much natural gas. Yes. Um, we've been isolated because we have so much domestic production here. Let's keep that going. Uh, it's a clean way to burn. About natural gas. So we, oh, energy in, in America, we actually make enough oil out of the ground for mm-hmm. all our cars, mm-hmm. but we export that. Mm-hmm. And then we import new oil from places like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and different so, grades and it, yeah, different. It's a weird market. It's yeah. a weird market. So one of the reasons natural gas is still so cheap in America is it's hard to export. Yeah, you see those big tankers, but that doesn't make that's a, lot a of sense drop to me. in the bucket yeah, to that export make, that way. Yeah, they're getting a sweetheart deal to some obscure place or something. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we'll, we'll you shift have to over. have piping for yeah. Okay, gas. so keep track of this. We'll, we'll tally it all up at the end. Uh, cars nine hundred thirty-two dollars. New fuel economy regulation on SUVs and pickup trucks will increase upfront prices by nine hundred thirty-two dollars per unit, and now, I think that's generous. That is not because they're making the cars more fuel efficient is because the mileage standards yes. that they have to meet are higher. And if they don't meet them, they get fined. Yeah. And, and the fine gets passed through to the customer in some form. And the SUVs and trucks, um, that's why they may go the way of the Dodo Bird. I don't know. People still want to have big trucks and SUVs. Trucks are very important, though, especially in rural America. Yes. Which the city folk, once again, don't understand. The city folk make the laws. So the rest of, my, of us. One of my liberal friends just posted, like, how trucks are just too big and they're obnoxious. And it's like... How does, what do you think gets your crops to, you know, to market? What do you think, you know, how do you get your construction materials to build your house? You know, all these things that you have to move around 
happens in trucks. Yeah, and that's not even factoring that in. That's just your your, your personal car. Yeah, this is just your like personal. Little, Most things you get is yep. coming from a diesel truck. Yes, and it's it's uh yeah. The only that's way why to ship roads this stuff. and cheap diesel is very important. It's all very important. Oh, my personal favorite here: the dishwasher, which they have managed to ruin. Uh, I have to wash dishes twice, twice. more often. Yes. Same model. I've had the same model for three times. And Dave, if you're listening, I, he, he's suggested I get a much higher end brand. But I shouldn't have to. I used to be able to buy a cheap $200 dishwasher and wash the dishes. It may have been noisy as hell, but still <laughs> wash the dishes on one load. That was the difference between the cheap ones and the expensive ones. The noisy as hell. Noisy <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. At least I could get one. It's kind of like a crappy car with rolled down windows and, and a four-speed and no AC. Okay, maybe it's not as good as some of the new cars we got now, but I could get it cheap and get to work. Yes. And not have to spend a fortune. Where's yeah. those options? They've destroyed all those $225 more for the new dishwasher. It's the same thing with the washing machine. We've got a new washing oh. machine, and I always have to put it on extra rinse. Otherwise, the, the yep. suds don't come all the way out of the clothes. It's crap. It's crap. Like, I have an you're old. You're not saving it. And it says right on it, H-E washer, high efficiency yeah. washer. Yeah. Only if you don't get all the suds out. I, look, I have a brand new dishwasher um, washing machine that I had to buy um, because the old one we just finally couldn't repair. Yep. It doesn't have the agitator in the middle and all that stuff. It's I think it's crap compared to the cheap one that I still have somewhere and down in Camp with the agitator. Yep, I can take the clothes out of that one. They're almost dry. Right, they're almost dry, and I'm like, I can almost put them on. And it, and it's just it's efficient. It's it's it, anyway. So, but at dishwasher two hundred twenty five dollars more plus possible plumbing problems because of all the clogging and things. Yep. Gas stoves. You know they want to kill your gas stove. Bans on future gas stoves would force consumers to install new electric outlets. Approximately $350. No, way I more than that. generous. Yeah. <laughs> Add a zero. Uh, I just installed some larger, um, uh, you know, number, uh, what was that, number eight wire or whatever. Yeah. You could buy the wire for three fifty, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. if you're like, after you get the person to come help you because it's all locked up now. Everything's locked yes. up because people are stealing it, and purchase new electric model costing between four hundred fifty and twenty eight hundred dollars. Okay, so somewhere between eight hundred and thirty two hundred dollars. That's very subjective. I hate cooking on electric. You can't see how hot it is. It drives me nuts. You can't I want see how what it is. Hot it is. Like with my gas stove, the the burner. I can yeah. see if the burner's. Like putting out a lot of heat, or yeah. not, I just look at it with yeah. the electric one. I'm just like giving it the side eyes. I'm like, yeah, I, oh I don't yeah, know. you can't tell. You yeah. can't tell how much heat it's putting yeah. out. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to cook. You're like, it says yeah. medium heat. Like, oh. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, uh, ceiling fans. New proposed regulations would cost consumers about ten dollars per fan. Um, yeah, they even messed with the ceiling fan. I mean, what do you need to mess? How much energy are you saving by tweaking the ceiling fan? This is nothing. Most people don't even turn them on. Yeah. They're just sitting there not spinning, it, right, uh, and collecting dust. Air conditioner, uh, outlong R22 refrigerants will dramatically hike prices to refill traditional air conditioning units. Which has basically already happened. There is no R22 now. Yeah, uh, you can find some because we had to recharge something. It is so expensive. Yeah. It, it, you have to then determine that, hey, maybe I just need to get the new unit, which I hear are just not as good as at cooling. No. Um, the old refrigerant is $1,100 extra dollars there. Washers, we already hit that. Roughly $200 increase, and it's going to be back to the dishwasher and the washer. You're going to spend more, and you're going to get less. It's going to be crap. Yes. I think for a lot of this stuff, I don't see the refrigerator in here because they're, they're ruining that too. They are. You know? And finally, light bulbs up $140. New light bulb standards cost families an average of $140 to light their homes. Yes, they are more efficient, but 
They say they last however many years or decades. They blow out just as quickly, in my opinion. And <laughs> I just had they cost my, 10 uh, times more, four times more, six times more. Well, we I think it was Obama or maybe it was Bush. The CFL came out, right? The yep. compact oh, fluorescent crap. light bulb. And we're still, we still have a pile of them. So yep. I'm, I'm burning through them in the garage. Uh, and they burn out constantly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they were supposed to last, what? Years, yeah. Those years. have those have been phased out, but the LED ones are burning out too. Yeah, and it costs so much more. A pack of four is like ten bucks. You used to be able to get four for a buck or something yeah. like that if they incandescent. Yep. Totally phase them out. Plus, the hundred watt bulbs are being phased out, and sometimes people use those in sheds and bathrooms to heat. Chicken They'll leave it on. Chicken, yeah, to not freeze pipes and stuff, and that's yep. going to become harder and harder to get. Here's where I think people are miscalculating too. I'm looking around the studio here. I have LED lights. They're all built in. They're built into the fixture now. Yes. You used to have a light that you screwed into the socket and the light bulb you change out. What's going to be happening here in the next few years and into Already the decades, is. you're just going to be taking, the whole fixture gets thrown in the yes, trash. Exactly. That's environmentally friendly. How so, boneheaded is that? Yeah, I'm in the remodeling business and we've put in ceiling fans for people as part of a, the whole package. Yeah. That has the built-in LED light. There's no way to change the bulb. When it burns out, you throw the whole, the whole ceiling, ceiling fan, fan is trash. We should be getting back to a place where we can repair basic items. Yes. Um, I get really frustrated with all the electronic gadgets that have proprietary batteries and this and that. Yep. When I can go buy a rechargeable AA, AAA battery at any store, mm-hmm. I should be able to switch it out for those. It shouldn't be built in there where you got to throw it at such these, these environmental hypocrites, they, they, they're not going after the real things. Like you just said, the ceiling mm-hmm. fan, um, the, the lights, the smoke um, detectors, the smoke detectors, built in battery. It's supposed to last 10 years. My last five, then you yeah. throw the whole, the whole thing. unit is thrown out and it's just, it's no good. And it's no good for your, your, your wallet or anything. You can't repair even on vehicles. Um, just the other day, Angela and I were driving uh, the old 2003 Chevy Tahoe, and someone pulled up beside us and rolled down the window, taillight out. Yep. I pulled over. It happened to be a, um, I think it was O'Reilly or one of those, right? It was like a half mile away. Pulled in there, got unscrewed it with two two Phillips, the back taillight, put yep. the light in. Simple and easy. The newer cars, woo. Changed the whole thing. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you're getting the headlamps to that point. especially. Yeah, a fortune versus a couple bucks for an old light. Yep. Now, are they going to go crazy and start forcing the change out? Maybe they've already made a ruling on this, um, on the um, the car lights, because those are all little old incandescent lights. Mm-hmm. And you know most of them switch to LED, which I think are horrible, and they're blinding people. They're blinding, but they're more efficient. Yeah, but they are supposed to be tan- toning down the lumens. Right. I guess there was some legislation, but there's still millions of cars out there that... I know, I've... Uh, I've I've got two Blinded. cars with the LED lights. People flashing you all, all the time. Yep. You yep. should be flashed for that. It's not my fault. I know. It's the, they, they made <laughs> it's them too bright. I, I don't mind having them bright, but eventually you're going to be driving with like no lights and it's going to be like a, a screen enhancement on the windshield or something. You're not going to be driving. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. You still think you're going to you, be driving. That yeah, is almost they're gonna, gone. They're going to take that away from us too. Anyway, the projected cost of Biden's dream house to the American uh, public is about, let's call it $9,000, $10,000 in increased costs due to all this regulation. I would argue it's even much more. Much more. With You're inflation. Gonna, yeah. and, you know, all the money they printed and caused the cost of everything to go up. Gov- local government regulations. We could get control of the housing costs if we were just to maybe back off these regulations. Yeah, and it's... Just a little bit. Please. It's like, uh, you know, Jeff Norris says, you know, he's a contractor. In yeah. Companies. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah, a thousand. It's like, you can afford an LED light bulb. Yes, and you can afford the ceiling fan. Yes, but it's all these little Everything. things start to add up. And it's the same thing. Government budgets are always like this. Yep. 
It's only $50,000 to study this thing or $100,000 yeah. to study. Ain't their money. It adds up. Ain't their money. All right. Um, Biden's dream house. That's why I like to own a little bit of physical gold and silver. I don't tell you how to invest. Educate yourself. Talk to your financial planner. But Angela and I decided decades ago to own a little bit of the precious metals, gold, silver. Uh, Desert Gold Exchange here in Arizona, uh, they deal exclusively in physical gold and silver. Spot price is spot price, no matter where you go in the world. Uh, if you're biking through Pennsylvania or if you're in, uh, you could probably be in, in Korea, North Korea, and there would be, it'd be like spot price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'd be the same thing. <laughs> fees and commissions, you know, Kim Jong, whoever over there probably charges a lot of fees and commissions if you're <laughs> able to buy physical gold and silver. Look, Desert Gold Exchange, they keep their overhead low, so they pass those savings on to you. So you, you get... I'd put them to the test, challenge them, because I think you're going to find if you've bought physical gold and silver from other places before that they have the lowest prices out there. Give them a call. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. 888-852-4343. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show Save the best for last. Save the best for last. Yes. I got to give a big shout out to my sweetheart. Uh, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Rachel. Happy Love birthday. You. Happy birthday. I can't call her my old lady because she is significantly younger than me. Yes. Is she turning 29 again? Uh, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Rachel. And congratulations for dealing with Mark. It's, yeah. <laughs> she calls me, uh, I'm her special project. It's all good. I mean, you've talked about it. You got married um, later. Yeah, I was later. in my 40s. Yeah, so yeah. You're, you're set in your ways pretty good. Very set. Rachel's a very patient woman. She, she is. Does, I hope a great birthday present. You know, perhaps a new electric car. Something like I, I, <laughs> uh, We are doing something special for her birthday, and it will involve burning a lot of fuel. Oh, good. Up good. In the, up in the air. That's good. I mean, at least that's giving back in multiple ways. Well, it'll help so. keep the winter warmer, you know? Yeah, keep the keep everything warmer. Keep the, uh, yeah, no, that's good stuff. Anyway, happy birthday. And uh, man, it's been a busy week. If you missed anything this week, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Appreciate everybody who does that. The numbers are great. And um, keep doing that. Share it with your friends. I think we covered a lot of ground. And who the heck knows what we'll be covering next week. I know you're around next week still. I am. Too. So you're around a couple weeks now couple weeks and okay, I'm good. off to uh, Society of Biblical Literature. Okay, good. Well, let's talk about that maybe next week and as you get ready for that trip. And who knows what will happen this weekend. Um, have a great weekend. Get out there and enjoy it. A little warmer than it was on last oh, This weekend, is great. So enjoy yeah. it. Get out there. Have fun. Be back here Monday. Everybody take care. See you soon.